The Lou and Matt Podcast. Oh, Border Monopoly is just going crazy. We're absolutely loving building our exclusive Border Monopoly board with Vitasoy, Matt. So fun. Yeah, absolutely. And an official one as well. It's going to be so awesome to get to get a physical Monopoly board that's all about the border. It's just genuinely awesome. So we're down to the business end of the coloured property sets mm. now. So we've uh, we've just, um, if you're listening to this, we're doing this on a Tuesday uh, morning after the show and uh, we're currently building the yellows, which no. is your hometown, Lou. The Dong. I love Wodonga. Um, so, yeah, we're building the streets of Wodonga. Now, High Street can't be one of them, though, because High Street and Dean Street are going head-to-head yes. uh, with the, the dark blue properties, you know, like the Mayfair and yeah. Park Lane. I love this, too. Now, I mean, I live in Albury. I have um, since I, I'm, I moved here in 2006, but I would put a sneaky vote in for High Street. As you know, Lou, back in the days where we were allowed to interact with people because <laughs> there wasn't a pandemic, yep. High Street was the, the the street that I would go to all the time to do some Vox Pops, that's to talk you, about... That's where your people are. It's your spiritual home, Matt. So my vote would actually go for High Street for the Mayfair uh, top-notch one. But mm. we, we're not going to find that out until later in the week. So we're no. concentrating on, on all the, the others in Wodonga first. Yeah, so some, I mean, heaps of really um, well-known streets in Wodonga. I always think of Broccoli Street. I don't know, because probably because when I first heard it, I thought it was actually broccoli, as in as in the vegetable. <laughs> right, right. But it's not. It's broccoli. <laughs> that would be cool, though. Um, yeah, so... I'm a Beechworth Road man myself. Yeah, Beechworth Road. Love it. I mean, there's so many good streets in Wodonga. Maybe the street you live on. Um, you can vote. You can vote all day yeah. today. Melrose Drive. Yeah, it used to absolutely. be a nightmare in my Honda until I oh. softened up the suspension. Good old Melrose <laughs> Drive. Melbourne Road. Yep. Another another big one. All I mean, the car there's, yards. There's Melbourne tons. Road. There are. We could just list Yarra them right Lumla here. Drive. To... How <laughs> yeah. about that? Yeah. Beautiful one, Lou. Yep. So Wodonga is the one that we're chasing, and. Um, and then we'll go Aubrey and then we'll do the Battle of High Street and Dean Street, which will be fascinating. Anyway, you've got to vote. Go to triplem.com.au to find out all the details, to vote and also to go into the draw to grab a copy, which is sweet. And it's thanks to um, Vitasoy. We're doing it in conjunction with Vitasoy, Lou. Yeah, because it's their 20 years on the border, celebrating their 20th anniversary here on the border, making the best plant milk going round. And uh, stay tuned as well. We'll have uh, a big update on our Friday podcast if you're not listening on air at 105.7 Triple M. Uh, But there was plenty of other stuff going on over the last couple of days, and we'll kick it off with this. Now, we can't play our usual upbeat intro here, Lou, because we've got to be very sensitive because two big things happened over the weekend that involved football. Here was the, the first one. On the siren, it's the GWS by one point. Unbelievable scenes. Toby Green's the man. Ridiculous. They beat the Swans. There's bodies lying okay, everywhere. So that was the first thing. Right. And then this happened. Gets at the Lions. Oh, there's the siren. The demon dream is alive. Melbourne are through to the prelim. They win by 33 points over Brisbane. Oh, the two teams that our great friend Wayne Schwoss is very heavily invested in, and he joins us. Swato, good morning to you. I'll give you a round of applause. I'm being sensitive this morning. It was until I heard that. 208 days of lockdown, Monday morning, and on my morning walk, my two hours of exercise, I'm living in lockdown central, and you open up with that, 
you know what? I'm going to take the glass half full approach. Good morning to you, beautiful Lulu. Now, Nuckley, let me tell you something. Yes. I was on a three-hour robust conversation on Friday night with all of the head honchos, the Commission, uh, Gillian McLaughlin, Travis Old, Johnny Longmire, Leon Cameron. We made a collective decision that it was in the best interest of the competition that GWS won this weekend. And once again, Sydney have done the right thing. So well done, Johnny Longmire and the boys. Now, the second thing, Nuckley, which you wouldn't appreciate because yes. it's been that long since your football club has been in a final series, when you finish top four, you get a double chance. Okay, we lost on the weekend, but we're still in there this weekend. We'll we'll, uh, we'll get together again. I've got a call with Fags in 15 minutes. Excellent. We'll go through a thorough review, yep. and I am confident, confident we will make it into a prelim final again. End of story. Yeah, well, Blue. why would you want to expend too much energy when <laughs> when you know you're getting another go, Swatter? That's exactly right, Lou, and mm. i tell you what, if they could, all those Jeep-driving, Range Rover-owning Melbourne supporters would be heading <laughs> up the highway to the snow right now because they'd be taking the lib off. They're, they're, they're treating this like a premiership. They've just made their way into a prelim final. Brisbane, part of the plan. Thanks, and I've got absolute confidence in what right. we're doing. Yeah. We'll Lou get said- it done. Lou said you were going to say that it's part of the plan. Yeah, I knew, I knew Swatter. I was confident. Thank you very much, Lou. Yeah. I've, right. actually, I've actually shown Lou the, uh, the plan that Fags and I have been working the on blueprint. the last years. Yep. The blueprint. And I tell you what, the Adelaide crap crows could do well to have a look at our plan because we're in the finals again, baby. All right, out in straight sets. Um, now, uh, Swatter. <laughs> At least we're in there. Toby Green. Toby, Toby Green. The mercurial, sometimes idiotic Toby Green. He's going straight to the tribunal for nudging the umpire. You can't touch the umpire, Swatter. I'm glad you said that last bit. Nudge, touch, hit, bump. It doesn't matter. This has been in our game for eternity. You cannot, cannot touch an umpire. And and I don't know what goes... Look, he's a, he's a terrific a wonderful play. He plays on instinct and he's hard. He pushes the edges, which I don't mind. But there's no excuse. And whatever people want to say, you cannot touch an umpire. Not only is this serious at our level, but we have trouble getting young umpires coming through. Mm. There's a responsibility for those in charge to deal with this and deal with it appropriately. I don't want to see good players, great players, miss finals. But if you put yourself in this situation, then you've got to suffer the consequences. Sadly for Toby, Toby, I think there's a suspension coming, and deservedly so. Oh, that's yeah. that's harsh, but I mean, you know, you just can't. Why is it harsh? Why is it harsh, Matt? Well, because you know, I mean, obviously, it didn't it didn't there wasn't much force behind oh, no, but it. There was, it, there was intent behind matter. it, though, wasn't there? There was no, definite intent correct. behind it, and and it's it. just a no no. So yeah. Well, so, so what we're saying, Matt, if we don't suspend Toby, that we're saying that, that type of behaviour is okay. That's true. No, it's yeah. not. Zero it's tolerance. Not okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sorry for Toby. If he gets a suspension, which I think he will, it's unfortunate. But you've got to learn your lesson. Yeah, see, I you don't feel sorry for do him this. at all. So I, don't. I actually don't feel I don't. sorry. I just think if you're going to be an all idiot right. about it, that's what happens. Yep. Anything else, Matthew? No, it's go? fair to say I'm just... just- I just I hate to see great players rubbed out for silly things I don't things think anybody like wants to see great no. players rubbed oh, no. out. And he should have but thought of that before he did it. Correct. In fact, Lou, you are, you are the one common denominator that brings some common sense to this on-air relationship. Thanks, Swatter. <laughs> oh, thank God. Oh, I hey, try, hey. Swatter, I hey. try. Turning too schmaltzy. I've got to go. Fakes is, Fakes is calling. <laughs> take that call, Swatter, take that call. We'll talk to you right, later in the week. Friday. Okay, Bye. take care.
It's all part of the plan, apparently. All there he is, the Wayne Schwartz. It's Lou and Matt. It's Triple M. And now it's time to announce something we're really chuffed about. The Borders 105.7 Triple M is proud to announce an official support partnership with the Caravan Foundation. And having done a number of things and talked to so many people involved with Caravan over the years, we couldn't be happier to support such an amazing local charity. And Jackie from Caravan joins us this morning. Jackie, good morning. Good morning, Matt. How are you? Very well. Very excited. Yeah, it's it's um, very exciting to be partnering with you guys. Lou, we are just chuffed ourselves and very, very excited uh, to be able to partner with you as well. So thank you. Okay, now you do the four main programs. Now, the one you're probably most well-known for is the Evening Meal Program. Now, that's traditionally run four nights a week across four different locations in Albury-Wodonga. But how's that going at the moment? Because COVID has thrown a spanner in the works with that, hasn't it? Oh, look, Matt, it's really difficult at the moment because we can't set up our evening locations and have, um, you know, mass people come to us. We're actually doing all individual deliveries with one paid staff member. Wow. Um, so it's really difficult and the demand uh, has gone through the roof. There's a lot more stress in our community, uh, a lot of uh, isolated people, lots of couch surfing and with the rental accommodation status at the moment, uh, it's really difficult for people. So we're seeing people that used to just be able to make ends meet uh, not be able to at the moment. Yeah, it's um, it's unbelievable. We've also heard about this, Jackie, the fact that there just is no rental accommodation available or that that is available is, is quite costly and obviously a lot of people have lost their jobs. Um, Absolutely. How do you find, I mean, how are you, first of all, preparing all the meals? Who have you got helping with well, that? Um, Lou, that's another stress that we have because at the moment, normally our schools, our, yes. all our secondary schools in Obruodonga do, they're closed. So uh, at the moment, um, we've got a few key volunteers or there's some fabulous local businesses that have jumped on board um, and we get some food to them or, and then they will prepare some meals as well. But because the schools aren't on board yet, it's an extra stress. Oh. And also we're, we're in desperate need of food items because they would normally supply quite a few of the non-perishable things like the sauces and the gravies and the rices and the pastas and things like that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a tough time at the moment, but we're doing our best. Yeah, you certainly are. Okay, well, part of the... Um, the support partnership is that, that we're going to promote all of the great things you do. So not only do you do the evening meal program, you've got the school lunchtime program, the kids cooking and caring program and the Sun Smiles dental health program. We're going to tell people about all of that over the coming months and uh, anything special that you do as well, you're going to jump on and you're going to tell us all about it. We're really, really excited to have you as the official support partner uh, with us, the Borders 105.7 Triple M. So, Jackie and uh, Caravan Foundation, we look forward to um, all the amazing things you do over the coming year. And Matt and Lou, we are really excited too. We've got a wonderful community. So, to have Triple M on board to be able to promote us within that community and get the message out uh, is just really exciting and um, it's really necessary too. So, sincere gratitude there. Thank you. Fantastic. Jack, Jackie Partington from Caravan Foundation, thank you so much and good luck with everything going forward. And thank you. Have a great day, everybody. Sometimes in life, the gods smile upon you, my friends. You got that right. My dangling! TV Talk with Steve Mulk. Yes, it's 7.22 with Lou and Matt on Triple M and it is time to jump in with the great man Steve Mulk from tvblackbox.com.au. Mulky, good morning. Good morning, friends. 
All right, now Lou and Malky. Matt's so excited about this. I can't tell you how excited he is. I still Great. think this is the moment where a show that was all about renovating and some mild shenanigans jumped the shark and became ridiculous. Oh, I'm going to play back cold. a little bit of the Blocks promo here. Have a listen to this. The most explosive night of television. Do you know what I say? Don't fight with pigs because you get dirty and they love it. How dare you say that? Of the entire year. Rude, rich, snob. Disgusting, ignorant, young piece of filth. I want to be on camera now. Are we human beings or are we animals? This is the biggest cheating scandal in TV history. Okay. Oh, what? <laughs> Don't get sucked into it, Lou. It's all I'm make so up. It's, it's so made up. Mulky. Go on. Look at you so guys cynical. go, honestly. Look, I'm, I'm going to say it, the, the block hasn't jumped the shark, but you can certainly see it swimming towards it. Okay. Um, I, I would say to you that this is a very real cheating scandal and it absolutely just envelops the block from tonight. Wow. Um, as it was inferred on the ad, someone has taken a photo of the schedule. Now, what that means is that they then know, because it, it's meant to be a surprise, next week you're doing a kitchen. Yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't plan know in advance, time, yeah. Yeah, that's it. There's a lot of planning that could then go in if you know what's coming. Mm-hmm. And there is a lot of finger pointing, a lot. And I've never seen Scotty Cam get this tense and mad <laughs> on television Did his ever. face go red like a beetroot? <laughs> Redder. More so. It was amazing. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to trust your judgment that it's not made up. But When are we going to oh, see no, it? Oh, no, it's not Malky? made up. When are we going to see it? Look, it starts tonight. And let me tell you, uh, the implications, the outcome of it roll on for the next couple of weeks. Okay. Wow. Okay. Right. This sounds exciting. I'm, I'm used re- to be about renovating. I, I'm invested now. Cheapers hey, used to be about renovating. Now, Malky, I've got to ask you about this. Um, a doco yeah. that's on uh, Amazon Prime... Yes. Lula Rich. Now, I'm, yes. in, I'm interested in this because this is about the Lu, uh, Lula Row clothing line. And mm. um, and I was among, among thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people in Australia, um, got a little bit into that for a very brief moment. Now, I bought, I think, three <laughs> items of clothing from um, somebody who was, a, I don't know, distributor, whatever you call them. I don't actually know. Um, mm. And... They were fine and they were nice and it was no drama and that was that. But I decided yep. after that they weren't anything out of the box and that I probably wasn't going to get into this whole... It's like a lifestyle mulch. Oh. So so tell me, it's called Lula Rich. Is it, yes. is it some kind of rip-off? What's the go? Well, yeah, the revelation, of course, it's no surprise that Lula Row functions like uh, your Tupperware or your Herbalife. Yeah. It's a multi-level marketing scheme. Yeah. Well, no. Multi-level marketing, yeah, yeah. It's, okay. a, it's multi-level legal. Multi-level marketing <laughs> is not a pyramid. All right, no, it's not it, a pyramid And it is scheme. legal what they're doing. I want to make it's, that very it's, clear. It's not illegal. So go, go on, Mulkey. That's right. Multi-level marketing, not illegal. What it goes to show is that as Lula Row started to become famous, and it shows its origins, uh, it reveals how it had to transform itself from being a pyramid scheme. It's not a pyramid a scheme. Okay. It became a multi-level marketing scheme when it realised it was doing the wrong thing. Oh. It, it's really about the excess, Lou, and, and how so many women across America, across the world, wanted to buy their leggings and made very few people very, very rich. Yeah, okay. It is it, insane. Right. And where can we see that, Malcolm? very interesting. Amazon Prime Video, you've got to check it out. It's like five episodes of jaw on the floor incredible is it right. is it available to watch now 
Uh, it comes this week, I think it is. Yeah, it's this week to next week. Steve Volk from tvblackbox.com.au. Uh, safe continuing lockdown, my friend. We'll talk to you again soon. I'm going to take a picture of the building schedule. It's Lou and Matt. It's not our production board. It's Lou and Matt. It's Triple F. It's been a while since we talked to Tim Farrah from the Australian Industry Group. He's based right here on the border and has a direct dialogue with border businesses. And he joins us. Tim, good morning. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Lou. Tim, how bad is it for businesses on the border at the moment? Uh... Lou, it's hard to find the the, the right adjective. It's um, uh, it is it's terrible. It really is. Um, and a, a key sign of that um, is just the amount of vacant shops we're, we're now starting to see, uh, even in Dean Street. And Dean Street is one of the strongest regional centres in Australia. Um, and uh, you'll see shop, shops in Dean Street vacant very rarely. But uh, but but now we're starting to see see quite a few. You know, high streets the same. Yes. Yeah. Now yeah. I, I was wondering. Um, you know, I had a walk down Dean Street just the other day and, and saw obviously a lot of businesses either are, are vacated or they're closed down or whatever, um, temporarily, hopefully. But is there any leeway for rent for, for, for businesses? Because, I mean, the, the people that own the properties, I mean, they're not going to get any rent if at all if they just tell them to leave or whatever if they can't pay the rent. So what's going on with that? Um, yeah, so look, that's, that's just a, a, a real Stay uh, state of flux at the moment. Actually, Matt, it's, it's a good question. Initially, there was some some really strong rent relief, um, but but most of these owners, you know, they they don't own those uh, properties outright. They've got mortgages as well. So um, this is one of the problems: is is the flow on the the ripple effects that these sort of things are having right through the whole economy. Um, and uh, you know, at, we're lucky at the moment we've got low interest rates, but should interest rates start to rise and we see high vacancy rates. Um, then owners will not be able to make payments on on commercial property. So uh, there is a, a whole changing uh, of um, of the whole property market, or there could be um, in the very near future. Yeah, well, that's the thing, isn't it? As you said, unless um, it really flows back to the banks, they're the ones that are going to have to be hopefully doing something to help those businesses out if they can. But um, what do you think, Tim? As far as you know, a lot of businesses have tried to. Um, modify their business so that they can um, still work during lockdown. So whether it be a lot of the hospitality businesses are doing deliveries and you can pick up takeaway and that sort of thing. Mm, mm. Um, how long, how how much longer can they sustain that? Because it's only a tiny part of their business. It is only a small part of the business that's, and that's exactly right, Lou. So, that, so they're getting some turnover, um, but, uh, but they're barely, uh, they're, they're barely profitable. And obviously, profit is um, you know is what makes the world go round. So, uh, and there's only only so much that people want to risk in terms of uh, yeah. you know taking out uh, more on their mortgage and whatever else just just to keep the doors open. Mm. And this is the key message that we're saying to governments: is you've got to show us the way out. What yes. is the plan? What is the plan? Because people can't go to their bank, and the bank won't won't uh, listen to them unless they can show a plan. Yep. So, so we need to know when are we going to reopen? When are we going to get to some sort of uh, sustainable opening, where we won't get locked down every time there's a couple of cases, uh, and especially in Victoria, you know, the the silence from the Victorian government on this is is uh, is really having an effect, and it's also having an effect on people's mental health as well, yeah, uh, and especially especially our, our yeah. young yeah young people 
just uh, trying to cope with not knowing uh, is, uh, is, a, is is terrible. Absolutely. So, well, the um, government's got to give us a way out. I, I, I've noted that uh, Josh Frydenberg, the treasurer, said that it's um, that it's actually going to take businesses to really push back against the governments to open it up. It might actually come down to that. So that means uh, an advocacy group like yours, the Australian Industry Group, is going to be so important, I reckon, in the coming months. So uh, we support you, Tim, to get businesses back up and, and running. It might be a bit of a fight, but hopefully we can get there and get the economy back running properly. You bet. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Thanks, Lou. Uh, yesterday we were pondering about um, going to Melbourne. Uh, last time for me was late. 2020, I think I've worked out. Um, when was the last time you went to Melbourne? I want to say uh, at the very beginning of 2020. Yeah. Yeah. So I asked the question on our Facebook page, Triple M The Border, and got some very interesting responses. Now, the person, <laughs> this wasn't quite what I was what I was getting at, but Corey, it's fair to say it's uh, it's been the longest time because um, he last went to Melbourne in 1987. Oh, Corey. Okay. <laughs> But that's not quite what I was getting at, Corey. It was right. more like, you, you know, like how the COVID has impacted it. Uh, Melissa has uh, the shortest amount of time because it just so happens that she's there right now. She said it's dead as a doornail. Oh, Melissa. Which we've heard a couple of times from a couple of people, just what it's like yeah, on the road. Yeah. Uh, now, Mark took advantage of that June window. Now, we were talking about this. I was genuinely planning to do that. I was so close to going down to see my mum at Wood End mm. in June, mm. missed out, and then, of course, as we said, the next week, bang, we're in lockdown. So Mark took advantage of that. So June 21 was the last time he was in Melbourne. Yeah, right. Uh, ben was kind of like me as well. He was last in Melbourne the day the F1 was cancelled. Now, I was there, oh. if you remember, and talked I to you I do on the remember. Phone. We were on the phone. And I was having, I remember I was having breakfast um, with our mutual friend, Joe, and we were just trying, waiting to see what was going to happen. Yep, yep. Uh, Sharon, it's been a while for Sharon 2010, uh, but I found this was interesting. She Chats. remembers it very well because it was the 68th World Science Fiction Convention. What? Hello. That I don't remember amazing. that. And now there are plenty of stories like this, and this is this is sad because there's so many of these kind of stories at the moment. Early March 2020 was when Terry was last in Melbourne when she she said, "quote I hugged my son goodbye at the airport as he left for Seattle to take a new job." Oh, oh, that gives me goosebumps. Uh, now he's a medical one. Plenty of people going down for medical reasons yes. and still going. So Narelle was there Monday a fortnight ago for a medical appointment, in and out. Only time I've ever gotten out of a hospital appointment in peak hour traffic and been past Cal Calo in 35 minutes. So another one about the streets being completely empty. Dead, yeah. And this is the most ominous one, Lou. It's from our mate, rock photographer, uh, David Anderson, who's put, the last time now feels like the last time. Dot, dot, dot. Oh, oh, David. Don't, don't say that, Dave. Oh, my goodness. No, no, they'll open it up. They'll open They have to, don't they? Oh, let's hope so. But it doesn't look like any time soon. Oh, no. Here's American Authors. Thanks for everyone who commented at Triple M The Border. Let us know as well. The post's up there right now. The Lou and Matt Podcast. And that's it for the Lou and Matt Podcast. We'll be back again on Friday with another podcast to round out the week. Catch you then, or you can catch us from six weekdays on Triple M.